health psychology examines psychological influences on how people stay healthy why they become ill and how they respond when they do get ill the field focuses on health promotion and maintenance prevention and treatment of illness the etiology and correlates of health illness and disability and improvement of the healthcare system and the formulation of health policy the interaction of the mind and the body has concerned philosophers and scientists for centuries different models of the relationship has predominated at different times in history the biomedical model which has dominated medicine is a reductionistic single factor model of illness that treats the mind and the body as separate entities and emphasizes illness concerns over health the biomedical model is currently being replaced by the biopsychological model which regards any health disorder as a result of the interplay of biological psychological and social factors the biopsychosocial model recognizes the importance of interacting macro level and micro level processes in producing health and illness under this model health is regarded as an active achievement the bio psychosocial model guides health psychologists and practitioners in their research efforts to uncover factors that predict states of health and illness and in their clinical interventions with patients the rise of health psychology can be tied to several factors including the increase in chronic or lifestyle related illness the expanding role of healthcare in the economy the realization that psychological and social factors contribute to health and illness the demonstrated importance of psychological interventions to improving people's health and the rigorous methodological contributions of health psychology researchers health psychologists perform a variety of tasks they develop theories and conduct research on the interaction of biological psychological and social factors in producing health and illness they help treat patients with a variety of disorders and conduct counseling for the psycho social problems that illness may create they develop worksite interventions to improve employees health habits and work in medical settings and other organizations to improve health and healthcare delivery The nervous system and the endocrine system act as the control systems of the body mobilizing it in times of threat and otherwise maintaining equilibrium and normal functioning The nervous system operates primarily through the exchange of nerve impulses between the peripheral nerve endings and internal organs and the brain thereby providing the integration necessary for voluntary and involuntary movement the endocrine system operates chemically via the release of hormones stimulated by centers in the brain it controls growth and development and augments the functioning of the nervous system the cardiovascular system is the transport system of the body carrying oxygen and nutrients to cell tissues and taking carbon dioxide and other wastes away from the tissues for expulsion from the body the heart acts as a pump to control circulation and is responsible to regulation via the nervous system and the endocrine system the heart blood vessels and blood are vulnerable to a number of problems most notably athero sclerosis which makes diseases of the cardiovascular system the major cause of death in this country the respiratory system is responsible for taking in oxygen expelling carbon dioxide and controlling the chemical composition of the blood the digestive system is responsible for producing health and energy which along with essential nutrients are needed for the growth and repair of cells through digestion food is broken down to be used by the cells for this process the renal system aids in metabolic processes 
by regulating water balance, electrolyte balance and blood acidity, alkalinity. Water soluble wastes are flushed out of the system in the urine. The reproductive system under the control of the endocrine system leads to the development of primary and secondary sex characteristics through this system. The species is reproduced and genetic material is transmitted from parents to their offsprings. With advances in genetic technology and the mapping of the genome has some increasing understanding of genetic contribution to diseases. Health psychologists play important research and counseling roles with respect to these issues. The immune system is responsible for warding off infection from invasion by foreign substances. It does so through the production of infection fighting cells and chemicals. Health promotion enables people to increase control over and improve their health. It involves the practice of good health behaviors and the avoidance of health compromising ones. Health habits are determined by demographic factors, social factors, values and cultural backgrounds, perceived symptoms, access to medical care and cognitive factors. Health habits are only modestly related to each other and are highly unstable over time. Health promotion efforts target children and adolescents before bad health habits are in place. They also focus on people at risk for disorders to prevent those disorders from occurring. A focus on health promotion among older adults may help contain the soaring costs of healthcare late in life. Research based on health belief model and the theory of planned behavior have identified attitudes related to health habit modification, including the belief that a threat to health is severe, that one is personally vulnerable to the threat, that one is able to perform the response needed to reduce the threat, that the response will be effective in overcoming the threat and that social norms support one's practice of the behavior. Attitudinal approaches to health behavior change can instill knowledge and motivation. But by themselves, approaches such as fear appeals and information appeals can have limited effects on behavior change. Cognitive behavioral approaches to health habit change use principles of self-monitoring, classical conditioning, operant conditioning, modeling and stimulus control to modify the antecedents and consequences of a target behavior. CBT, Cognitive Behavior Therapy, brings clients into the treatment process by drawing on principles of self-control and self-enforcement. Social skills training and relaxation training methods can be incorporated into cognitive behavioral interventions to deal with the anxiety or social defects that underline some health problems. Increasingly, interventions focus on relapse prevention, practicing coping techniques for managing high risk for relapse situations is a major component of such interventions. Successful modification of health habits does not occur all at once. People go through stages which they may cycle through several times when interventions are targeted to the stage an individual is in, they may be more successful. Some health habits are best changed through social engineering such as mandated childhood immunizations or smoking bans in the workplace. The venue for intervening in health habits is changing. Expensive methods that reach one individual at a time are giving way to group methods that are cheaper, including self-help groups and school and workplace interventions. The mass media can, infor, can reinforce health campaigns by altering people to health risks. Telephone interventions, internet interventions and texting all show promise as health behavior change venues. 
health enhancing behaviors are practiced by people to improve their current and future health such behaviors include exercise accident prevention measures cancer detection processes consumption of a healthy diet 7 to 8 hours of sleep each night and opportunities for rest and renewal exercise reduces risk for heart attack and improves other aspects of bodily functioning exercise also improves mood and reduces stress few people adhere regularly to the standard exercise prescription of at least 30 minutes at least 3 times a week people are more likely to exercise when the form of exercise is convenient and they like it if their attitudes favor exercise and if they come from families in which exercise is practiced cognitive behavioral interventions including relapse prevention components have been moderately successful in helping people adhere to regular exercise programs accidents are a major cause of preventable death especially among children and adolescents publicity in the mass media legislation promoting accident prevention measures training of parents by health practitioners and interventions to promote safety measures for children have reduced these risks mammograms are recommended for women over age 50 yet not enough women especially minority and older women undergo them because of lack of information unrealistic fears and the high cost and lack of availability of mammograms colorectal screening is also an important cancer related health behavior dietary interventions involving reductions in cholesterol fats calories and additives and increases in fiber fruits and vegetables are widely recommended yet long term adherence to such diets is limited for many reasons recommended diets are sometimes boring tastes are hard to change and behavior can change often falls off over time dietary interventions through the mass media and community resources have promise intervening with the family is also helpful in promoting and maintaining dietary change cognitive behavioral therapeutic interventions cbt have been successfully employed to alter diet although recent interventions have moved to less costly formats such as telephone interventions sufficient sleep rest renewable and relaxation are also important health behaviors many people abuse their sleep inter- intentionally or suffer from insomnia a variety of behavioral methods that promote relaxation can offset these risks in addition setting aside time to savor the pleasant aspects of life and simply taking a vacation may have health benefits health compromising behaviors are those that threaten or undermine good health many of these behaviors cluster and first emerge in adolescence obesity has been linked to cardiovascular disease kidney disease diabetes and some cancers and other chronic conditions causes of obesity include genetic predisposition early diet a family history of obesity low ses little exercise and consumption of large portions of high calorie food and drinks ironically dieting may contribute to the propensity for obesity obesity has been treated through diets surgical procedures drugs and cognitive behavioral approaches cbt includes monitoring eating behavior modifying the environmental stimuli that control eating gaining control over the eating process and reinforcing new eating habits relapse prevention skills help in long term maintenance cognitive behavioral techniques can produce weight loss of 2 pounds a week for up to 20 weeks maintained over a 2 year period increasingly interventions are focusing on weight gain prevention with children in obese families and with high risk adults eating disorders especially anorexia nervosa bulimia and binging are major health problems especially among adolescents and young adults and health problems including death commonly result
alcoholism accounts for thousands of deaths each year through cirrhosis, cancer, fatal alcohol syndrome and accidents connected with drunk driving. Alcoholism has a genetic component and is tied to socio-demographic factors such as low SES. Drinking also arises in an effort to buffer the impact of stress and appears to peak between age 18 to 25. Residential treatment programs for alcoholism begin with an impatient, inpatient drying out period followed by the use of cognitive behavioral change methods including relapse prevention. However, most programs are outpatient and use principles of CBT. The best predictor of success is the patient alcoholics with mild drinking problems, little abuse of other drugs and a supportive, financially secure environment to do better than those without such supports. Smoking accounts for more than 4,80,000 deaths annually in the United States due to heart disease, cancer and lung disorders. Theories of the addictive nature of smoking focus on nicotine and nicotine's role as a neuroregulator. Attitudes towards smoking have changed dramatically for the negative, largely due to the mass media. Attitude change has kept some people from beginning smoking, motivated many to try to stop and kept some former smokers from relapsing. Many programs for stopping smoking begin with some form of nicotine replacement and use CBT to help people stop smoking. Interventions also include social skills, training programs and relaxation therapies. Relapse prevention is an important component of these programs. Smoking is highly resistant to change. Even after successful stopping for a short time, most people relapse factors that contribute to relapse include addiction, lack of effective coping techniques for dealing with social situations and weight gain. Smoking prevention programs are desired to keep youngsters from beginning to smoke. Many of these programs use a social influence approach and tech and teach youngsters how to resist peer pressure to smoke and help adolescents improve their coping skills and self-image. Social engineering approaches to control smoking have also been used in part because secondhand smoke harms other in the smoker's environment. Events are perceived as stressful when people believe that their resources may not be sufficient to meet the harm, threat or challenge posed by the stressor. Resources like um, time, money and energy. Whether an event is stressful depends on how it is appraised. Events that are negative, uncontrollable or unpredictable, ambiguous, overwhelming and threatening to central life tasks are especially likely to be perceived as stressful. Early research on stress examined how a person mobilizes resources to fight or flee from threatening stimuli. Selai proposed the general adaptation syndrome maintaining that reactions to stress go through three phases alarm, resistance, and exhaustion. Recent efforts have focused on social responses to stress, that is, the ways in which people tend to and befriend others in times of stress. The physiology of stress implicates the sympathetic adrenomedullary system and the hypothalamic-pituitary-adrenocortical axis. Over the long term, repeated activation of these and other physiological systems can lead to cumulative damage, termed allostatic load, which represents the premature physiological aging that chronic or recurrent stress can produce. Usually, people can adapt to mild stressors, but se severe stressors may cause chronic health problems. Stress can have disruptive after-effects including persistent physiological arousal, psychological distress, poor task performance and over time declines in cognitive capabilities. 
Vulnerable populations such as children, the elderly and the poor may be particularly adversely affected by stress. Researchers study stress in the laboratory and through experimental research that manipulates exposure to pathogens. Research on stressful life events indicates that any event that forces a person to make a change increases stress and the likelihood of illness. Chronic stress as well as the daily hassles of life also affect health adversely. Studies of occupational stress suggest that work hazards, work overload, work pressure, role conflict and ambiguity, inability to develop satisfying job relationships, inability to expert control in one job and unemployment can lead to increased illness, job dissatisfaction, absenteeism, tardiness and turnover. Some of these job stresses can be prevented or offset through intervention. Combining multiple roles such as those related to work and home life can create role conflict and role overload, producing psychological distress and poor health. On the other hand, such role combinations may confer meaning and enhance well-being. Which of these effects depend in large part on available resources such as time, money and social support? Coping is the process of managing demands that tax or exceeds a person's resources. Coping efforts are guided by internal resources such as optimism, personal control, and self-esteem and external resources such as time, money, the absence of simultaneous life stressors, and social support. Coping styles are predispositions to cope with stress in particular ways. An important distinction is between approach-related coping styles and avoidance-related coping styles. Although avoidance may be successful in the short run, on the whole, approach-related coping styles are more successful. Coping efforts may be directed to solving problems or to regulating emotions. Most stressful events evoke both types of coping. Coping efforts are judged to be successful when they reduce physiological indicators of arousal, enable the person to resume desired activities, and free the individual from psychological distress. Coping effectiveness training, which draws on the principles of cognitive behavioral therapy, teaches effective coping skills. Emotional disclosure and expressive writing about stressful events are also effective coping techniques. Stress management programs exist for those who need help in developing their coping skills. These programs teach people to identify sources of stress in their lives to develop coping skills to deal with those stressors and to practice these skills and monitor their effectiveness. Social support involves tangible assistance information or emotional comfort that lets people know they are loved and cared for, esteemed and valued and part of a social network. Social support reduces psychological distress, can improve health habits and has undeniable benefits of physical health. These benefits are chiefly gained because social support reduces psychological and physiological reactivity to stress. Having a confidant such as a spouse or close friend is especially beneficial as it support from family early in life. Social support is most effective when it matches one's needs and is from the person best able to provide it. Increasing the quality and quantity of social support a person receives is an important goal of health psychology interventions. Using healthcare services The detection of symptoms, their interpretation and the use of health services are heavily influenced by psychological processes, personality and culture, focus of attention, the presence of 
distracting or involving activities mood the salience of illness or symptoms and individual differences in the tendency to monitor threats influence whether a symptom is noticed the interpretation of symptoms is influenced by the prior experience and expectations about their likelihood and meaning common sense models of illness which identify the type of diseases and it causes consequences timeline controllability cure and coherence influence how people interpret their symptoms and whether they act on them by seeking medical attention social factors such as the layer referral network can act as a go between for the patient and the medical care system health services are used disproportionately by the very young and very old by women and by middle and upper class people the health belief model also influences use of health services health services can be abused a large percentage of patients who seek medical attention are depressed or anxious and not physically ill and people commonly ignore symptoms that are serious resulting in dangerous delay behavior patients evaluate their healthcare based more on the quality of the interaction they have with the provider than on the technical quality of care but many factors can impede effective patient provider communication the office setting and the structure of the healthcare delivery systems are often designed for efficient rather than supportive healthcare providers contribute to poor communication by not listening using jargon filled explanations alternating between overly technical explanations and inf- infantilizing baby talk communicating negative expectations and depersonalizing the patient patients contribute to poor communication by failing to learn details of their disorder and treatment failing to give providers correct information and failing to follow through on treatment recommendations patient anxiety lack of education and lack of experience with the disorder interfere with effective communication as well before the provider usually receives little feedback about whether the patient followed instructions or the treatments were successful it is difficult to identify and correct problems in communication poor communication leads to non adherence to treatment and potentially the in initiation of malpractice litigation adherence to treatment is lower when recommendations do not seem medical when lifestyle modification is needed when complex self care regimens are required and when patients hold theories about the nature of their illness or treatment that conflict with medical theories adherence is increased when patients have decided to adhere when they feel the provider cares about them when they understand what to do and when they have received clear written instructions efforts to improve communication include training in communication skills patient centered communication improves adherence face to face communication with the physician can enhance adherence to treatment because of the personalized relationship that exist the hospital is a complex organizational system buffeted by changing medical organizational and financial climates different groups in the hospital have different goals such as cure care or core which may occasionally conflict such problems are exacerbated by communication barriers hospitalization can be a frightening and depersonalizing experience for patients the adverse reactions of children in hospitals have received particular attention information and control enhancing interventions improve adjustment to hospitalization and to stressful medical procedures in both adults and children nearly 2/3 of adults in the united states use complementary and alternative medicine instead of or in conjunction with traditional medicine the most common of these are prayer and herbal or vitamin supplements 
Other common CAM therapies include meditation, yoga, massage, acupuncture, chiropractic, osteopathy, hypnosis and guided imagery. People are more likely to turn to CAM therapies. CAM full form is complementary and alternative medicine. If their disorders have not been successfully treated by traditional medicine, evaluation of CAM therapies has been difficult because they are often ind individualized and thus treatment does not conform to standards required for formal evaluation using standards of evidence-based medicine. Overall, the evidence for CAM therapies suggests success of certain therapies for the management of pain. For other disorders, there is a, as yet insufficient evidence. A placebo is any medical procedure that produces an effect in a patient because of its therapeutic intent and not its actual nature. Virtually every medical treatment shows some degree of placebo effect. Placebo effects are enhanced when the physician shows faith in a treatment. The patient is predisposed to believe it will work. These expectations are successfully communicated and the trappings of medical treatment are in place. Placebos are also a vital methodological tool in evaluating drugs and other treatments. Pain is the symptom of primary concern to patients and leads them to seek medical attention. However, pain is often considered of secondary importance to practitioners. Pain is subjective and consequently has been difficult to study. It is heavily influenced by the context in which it is experienced. To objectify the experience of pain, pain researchers have developed questionnaires to assess its dimensions and the pain behaviors that often accompany it. According to the gate control theory of pain, A-delta fibers conduct fast, sharp, localized pain. C fibers conduct slow, itching, burning, and long-lasting pain. Higher-order brain processes influence the experience of pain through the central control mechanism. Neurochemical advances in the understanding of the pain center around endogenous opioid pepti peptides which regulate the pain experience. Acute pain is short-term and specific to a particular injury or disease whereas chronic pain does not decrease with treatment and time. Nearly 116 million Americans suffer from chronic pain which may lead them to disrupt their entire lives in an effort to manage it. Chronic pain is difficult to treat because it has a functional and psychological overlay. Chronic pain patients have elevated scores on the neurotic triad and that is hyperchondriasis, hysteria, and depression. Anger management is also implicated in control in pain control. Pharmacologic, for example, morphine, surgical and sensory stimulation techniques were once the mainstays of pain control, but increasingly treatments with Psychological components including biofeedback, relaxation, hypnosis, acupuncture, distraction, and guided imagery have been added to the pain control arsenal. Cognitive behavioral techniques that help instill a sense of self-efficacy have been used successfully in the treatment of pain. Chronic pain can be treated through coordinated pain management programs oriented towards managing the pain, extinguishing pain behavior, and re-establishing a viable lifestyle. These programs employ a mix of technologies in an effort to develop an individualized treatment program for each patient, a truly biopsychosocial approach to pain. At any given time, 50% of the population has at least one chronic condition that requires medical management. 
quality of life measures pinpoint problems associated with diseases and treatments and help in policy decision making regarding the effectiveness and cost effectiveness of interventions people with chronic health disorders often experience denial intermittent anxiety and depression but these reactions especially anxiety and depression can be underdiagnosed confused with symptoms of disease or treatment or presumed to be normal and so not appropriate for intervention anxiety is reliably tied to health disorder events such as awaiting test results or obtaining regular checkups depression increases with the severity of disease pain and disability active coping and flexible coping efforts are more effective than avoidance passive coping or use of one predominant coping strategy patients develop concepts of their health disorder its cause and its controllability that relate to their coping perceived personal control over health disorders and or treatment is associated with good adjustment the management of chronic health disorders centers around physical problems especially recovery of functioning and adherence to treatment vocational retraining job discrimination financial hardship and loss of insurance gaps and problems in social support and personal losses such as the threat that disease poses poses for long term goals most patients experience some benefits as well as negative effects from chronic health disorders these positive outcomes may occur because patients compensate for losses in some areas of their lives with valued placed on their on other aspects of life interventions with people with chronic health disorders include pharmacological interventions cbt brief psycho therapeutic interventions relaxation stress management exercise social support interventions family therapy and support groups support groups including online groups provide a helpful resource for people with chronic health disorders causes of death vary over the life cycle in infancy congenital abnormalities and sudden infant death syndrome account for most deaths from ages 1 to 15 the causes shift to accidents and childhood leukemia in adolescence and young adulthood death is typically due to auto accidents homicide suicide cancer and aids in adulthood cancer and heart attacks are the most common causes of death death in old age is usually due to heart disease stroke cancer or physical degeneration concepts of death change over the life cycle in childhood death is conceived of first as a great sleep and later as a ghost like figure that takes a person away later death is recognized to be an irreversible biological stage middle age is the time when people first begin to come to terms with their own death advancing diseases raises psychological issues including treatment related discomfort and decisions of whether to continue treatment issues concerning the patient's directive to withhold extreme life prolonging measures assisted suicide and euthanasia have been topics of concern in both medical and law patients self concepts must continually adapt in response to the progression of illness change in appearance energy level control over physical processes and degree of mental alertness the patient may withdraw from family and friends as a result thus issues of communication can be focal point of intervention kubler's ross theory of dying suggests that people's go through stages progressing through denial anger bargaining depression and finally acceptance Research shows that patients do not necessarily go through these stages in sequence but that all these stages describe reactions of dying people to a degree much of the responsibility for psychological management in terminal illness falls on medical staff medical staff can provide information reassurance and emotional support when others cannot Psychological counseling needs to be made available in terminally ill patients because many people need a chance to develop a perspective on their lives. Developing methods for training therapists in clinical 
thanatology then is an educational priority family therapy may be needed to soothe the problems of the family and to help patient and family say goodbye to each other counseling terminally ill children is especially important because both parents and children may be confused and frightened hospice care and home care are alternatives to hospital care for the dying palliative and psychologically supportive care in the home or in a home like environment can have beneficial psychological effects on dying patients and their survivors grief is marked by a feeling of hollowness preoccupation with an image of the deceased person guilt over the death expressions of hostility towards others restlessness and an inability to concentrate many people do not realize how long normal grieving takes coronary heart disease is the leading cause of death in the united states it is a disease of lifestyle and risk factors include cigarette smoking obesity high cholesterol low levels of physical activity chronic stress and hostility coronary proneness is associated with hostility depression and hyperreactivity to stressful situations including a slow reaction slow return to baseline these exaggerated cardiovascular responses to stress may be partly genetically based and may be aggravated by a conflict ridden social environment especially in the early family efforts to modify excessive reactivity to stress and hostility through training and relaxation and stress management may have promise for reducing morbidity and mortality due to chd chd stands for coronary heart disease cardiac rehabilitation helps chd patients obtain their optimal physical medical psychological social emotional vocational and economic status components of these programs typically include education about chd drug treatments nutritional counseling supervised exercise stress management and under some circumstances psychological counseling and or social support group participation people who have had heart attacks often have difficulty managing the stress reduction aspects of their regimens and sometimes marital relations can be strained as a result of the changes forced on patients and spouse by the post mi rehabilitative regimen hypertension or high blood pressure affects 1 in 4 americans most hypertension is of unknown origin although risk factors include family history and of hypertension low ses blacks are particularly vulnerable hypertensives show heightened reactivity to stressful events hostility is also implicated hypertension is typically treated by diuretics or beta blocking drugs which may have adverse side effects cognitive behavioral treatments including stress management have been used to control the disorder and to reduce drug dosages the biggest problems related to the control of hypertension concern high rates of non diagnosis and non adherence to therapy the fact that the disease is symptomless helps explain both problems low rates of adherence are also explained by the adverse side effects of drugs stroke results from a disturbance in blood flow to the brain it may disrupt all aspects of life motor difficulties cognitive impairment and depression are particular problems associated with stroke interventions for stroke patients have typically involved psychotherapy including treatment for depression cognitive remedial training to restore intellectual functioning movement therapy skill building and structured stimulating environments to challenge the stroke's patient capabilities type 2 diabetes is the third most common chronic disease in the united states it typically develops after age 40 the diabetes self care regimen chiefly involves exercise controlling diet and stress reduction adherence to this regimen is poor interventions can improve adherence especially if the different components of the regimen are look logically linked to each other in a programmatic effort towards effective self care training in diabetes specific social management skills and problem solving skills are important as is treatment for depression is if relevant the immune system is the surveillance system of the body that guards against foreign invaders 
stressors such as academic exams and stressful interpersonal relationships can compromise immune functioning. Negative emotions such as depression or anxiety also compromise immune functioning. Active coping methods may buffer the immune system against adverse changes due to stress. Relaxation and stress management can be successful clinical efforts to augment immune system functioning in the face of stress. Acquired immunodeficiency syndrome AIDS was first identified in the United States in 1981. It results from the human immunodeficiency virus HIV and is marked by the presence of unusual opportunistic infectious diseases. Gay men and intravenous needle sharing drug users have been the primary risk groups for AIDS in the United States. More recently, AIDS has spread rapidly in minority populations, especially minority women. Heterosexually active adolescents and young adults are also at risk. Primary prevention through condom use and control of the number of partners is the main approach to controlling the spread of HIV. Such interventions focus on providing knowledge, increasing perceived self-efficacy to engage in protective behavior, changing peer norms about sexual practices and developing sexual negotiation strategies. Many people live with asymptomatic HIV, seropositivity for years. Exercise and active coping may help prolong this state. Drugs such as art enable people with HIV infection to live longer, healthier lives, making HIV infection a chronic disease. Cancer is a set of more than 100 diseases marked by malfunctioning DNA and rapid cell growth and proliferation. Psychosocial factors appear to be related to the onset and progression of cancer, especially depression and avoidance coping. Cancer can produce physical and psychosocial problems, including debilitating responses to chemotherapy, strain in the social network, job stress and adverse psychological responses such as depression. CBT, family therapy and support groups are among the tools to manage these problems. Arthritis involving inflammation of the joints affect more than 50 million people in the United States. Rheumatoid arthritis is the most crippling form but there are more than 100 disorders that account for this highly prevalent set of diseases. Stress exacerbates these disorders. Interventions involving cognitive behavioral techniques to help people manage pain effectively and increase self-efficacy and helpful for alleviating discomfort and psychosocial difficulties associated with arthritis. Type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disorder that often strikes in childhood or early adolescence. Its management involves monitoring blood sugar levels and controlling diet. Among other health habits, unfortunately, especially with young type 1 diabetes patients, adherence can be poor. Health psychologists can help in the design of interventions to improve the self-management. Great progress in improving the health of the nation has been made and health psychology has contributed meaningfully to the scientific and clinical basis of these improvements. Health promotion priorities including modifying the most consequential risk factors incorporation of the most potent and effective elements of behavior change programs into low cost and efficient interventions including use of new technology such as mobile phones and the internet. Health psychology interventions focus on people at risk for particular disorders, on preventing poor habits from developing and on developing effective health promotion interventions with other with older adults. Health promotion efforts address not only mortality but also the reduction of 
morbidity and the importance of enhancing overall quality of life. An effective health promotion program must involve not only health behaviors change but also social change that makes high quality health care available to all elements of the population especially those low in SES. Research on stress will continue to focus on vulnerable populations and on trends in the economy and culture that increase stress on the particular groups such as children, women, older adults, racial minorities, the unemployed and the poor. In the future, many important advances in stress research will come from research examining the biopsychosocial pathways by which stress adversely affects health. A focus of health services research is to build better consumers and to reduce the improper use of services and non-adherence to medication and lifestyle recommendations. The management of chronic and terminal illness will increasingly focus on quality of life and appropriate ways to measure it. Ethical issues involving assisted suicide, living wills, the patient's right to die, family decision making in death and dying, and, and euthanasia will continue to be prominent. A target for future work is identification of the health and lifestyle issues that will be created by the aging of the population, anticipating medical disorders and developing interventions to offset their potential adverse effects should be targets for research now. Health psychology needs to be a responsible to changes in medical practice including changes in disease demographics. The change phase of medicine creates challenges for health psychologists who must anticipate the impact of techni technologically complex interventions and help prepare patients for them. Important goals for health psychology include systematic documentation of treatment effectiveness using the criteria of evidence-based medicine, systematic documentation on the cost effectiveness of interventions and continued efforts to find ways to reduce health cost. In addition, there is an emerging and important role for health psychologists in the international healthcare arena. Health psychology can be a rewarding career for anyone willing to gain the necessary education and experience in research and field settings.